Hello and thank you for joining me. I'm Kristen Bomas and today on Struck by Enlightenment we're going to talk about gaslighting. It seems to be a very, very, very popular word, but do we really know what it means? So gaslighting came from, believe it or not, back in 1938, a play in England that was called Gaslight. And it was literally about a man who convinces his wife with intent that the dimming of the lights isn't happening. That play then became a movie in America in 1944 called Gaslight, as one would. And same storyline, with the intent of making the wife mentally unstable so that he could get her um, hospitalized. So today, it's made a resurgence in its, in, its word, in its use as a verb, as a description. And I really want everybody to think about what it means. It is a, a word, a, a phrase, a way that an antagonist will get the protagonist to believe that they're wrong, to doubt what they're seeing, what they're hearing, what they know. And that doubt becomes so disturbing to the protagonist that the person doesn't know how to make sense of their own world after a while. When we're looking at relationships, this can happen in day-to-day -day activity or an abusive relationship or with criminal intent. So let's look at those three areas. In day-to-day -day activity, there are different perceptions and people can say, yeah, no, that's not how I remember it happening. And people will yell gaslighting, but that's not what gaslighting was intended to be. It's, there definitely are going to be differences in perception in the way we see storylines, and especially in relationships. So when we see a difference in perception, we want to we research that together. Let's explore that together as a couple. If it's friendship or family or whatever it is, explore the difference in perception. It's when, it's when the antagonist wants you to believe they're right on a perceptual piece, right? And you know that you didn't see it or hear it that way. So maybe there was a situation that occurred and somebody got really angry and really started to just talk to this other person really poorly and, and, and telling them how, how awful they were. And a third party is watching. And the third party tells the person who was being yelled at that they started the fight. And they started the fight over this and the other person was perfectly in the right. Now, this person who got attacked, which we'll call the protagonist, has no idea why the antagonist is seeing a story that is opposing what they just experienced. That's gaslighting. That's an abusive relationship. And if it's happening in that particular situation, it's going to happen over and over and over. That level of gaslighting can intensify. It can also be a little bit more subtle. That example kind of just sets that stage. That's an abusive relationship. But what is gaslighting when it's got criminal intent? Well, that's when somebody, much like the play and movie of the 30s and 40s, really wants that person to buckle. With no remorse, they want that person to buckle. And now you've got criminal intent. So there's a movie from, I don't even know what from, but you know, whatever happened to, to Baby Jane, and it's two sisters. 
One sister is crippled in a wheelchair and kept in a room on the second floor with a bell to reach the first sister who's supposed to take care of her. And the, the sister, the caretaker, which is the antagonist in this story, wants to convince her sister that she's crazy. So she puts the pet bird dead inside the dish with a lid and serves her dinner so that when the protagonist lifts the lid off of her dinner plate, there's the dead bird. Now, how is that gaslighting? Well, now the antagonist has convinced the protagonist that she can't eat because if she lifts this lid, she may see something she doesn't want to see. It creates a doubt inside her that she doesn't know if she can eat or not eat. Now that starts to spread its meaning. So she doesn't know how to see what she's seeing and she starts to lose her mind because she's not eating and she doesn't know where to go. And the intent is for her to lose her mind and not to know. That's a little bit of a drastic example, but very real. The play, uh, Gaslight, was staged to be exactly a criminal intent as well. Where in this particular case, the husband is gaslighting the wife to a point of mental breakdown so he can have her hospitalized and get her out of the picture. There's no remorse in that. That's the difference. There's an intent and an absence of remorse that makes it very criminal. So when we talk about gaslighting, we want to look at how it's fitting into your life. Is it just we're going to make a joke about it because it's really just a difference in perception or are you finding yourself in an abusive relationship? What does it mean to you? How does it feel? As that doubt starts to increase inside you, you can start to really doubt everything you feel about yourself and that's where this becomes extremely debilitating. You want to know that you saw things the way you saw things. You can always ask the, the antagonist, you know, what makes them think that it didn't happen and see where they go with that. But don't lose your footing. As soon as you start to doubt yourself, you need to reach out to someone because it's, it's been going on long enough that you don't know what's happening. You know, I want to also touch base on that same kind of relationship, but what if it's a parent to a child, right? What if the child remembers something from their younger years and says to their parent, you know, I remember blah, blah, blah. And the parent says, well, that didn't happen. What are you talking about? Or you say, you know, to the parent, the child says to the parent, even a grown child to the parent, remember when you did this with my sibling and, and, and this happened, what are you talking about? That never happened, right? What is that doubt? Now I'm using one phrase. That's not necessarily the phrase that's said, but what is that doubt that is put upon the child? And I see it a lot in my practice that then as adults, because of the gaslighting that took place in childhood, two things erupt. Number one, the shame is, is very intense because shame is built on that doubt as well. And the second piece is the doubt they have in their own choice and their own making decisions. They, they don't feel that they can really trust in themselves. And that's a significant problem for everyone. So gaslighting coming from a parent to a child becomes very uh, traumatizing to the child because they can't find consistency in their world. And because children are so much more susceptible to what the parents are telling them, they become much more susceptible to doubting them themselves and then doubting their world and not knowing what's real and what's not real 
and there's nothing more debilitating and traumatizing to a child than being in a haunted house where what is real isn't real and what's not real is real and they can't trust even in themselves let alone in the person across from them who's supposed to be supporting them you know one of the reasons why children are so susceptible is because as a child we have to be externally focused right we are in a position where we're always looking to our parents or our guardians to tell us what to do and how to do it and what's right and what's wrong and how to please them and blah 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 so we're externally focused and we are socialized to be externally focused at that age so if we're externally focused and that person is creating doubt for us then we're very susceptible to that well we learn from that because gaslighting can only really start to have an effect in a relationship if we are externally oriented <clears throat> when we know the experience we're having inside and we learn to trust in ourselves and we really know in our own self somebody who's attempting to gaslight falls short because the trust has already been developed inside. But if we're used to looking outside and wanting to please that other person and wanting to make sure that that other person is, is accepting what we're doing and saying and we're really all about them being happy and if they're happy, we're happy and if they're okay, we're okay and all of that, now we're externally focused. And in that external focus, we really run the risk of being vulnerable to many things but in this case gaslighting in an abusive relationship we are very much conditioned to be externally focused because sometimes the relationship is going well and then something happens and it drops down and it's not doing well and somebody has to accept the apology or make something positive to go back up to make it positive again and more often than not that's the protagonist that person's responsibility is to lift that curve back up again now the antagonist who gets upset and causes the downfall, that antagonist gets dependent on the protagonist and on the protagonist making everything better again, right? So the protagonist also starts to realize that it's their responsibility, not because somebody necessarily told them, but because they're feeling it and they start to get used to that pattern and that they were the one, okay, I accept your apology or I will let it go under the rug or let's just move on, but whatever it is, that protagonist gains that feeling of responsibility to lift the relationship back into a good place. Now imagine that the antagonist starts to create doubt in that protagonist and they doubt what's going on. Now what happens inside them? How do they know how, how to really make things happen? Now they become more and more and more dependent on the antagonist and the more dependent the protagonist becomes on the antagonist, the, the less opportunity they have to really believe that they need to leave. Maybe it is my fault. Maybe if I stopped doing this, it really would get better. Maybe I am responsible. That's created by the doubt. And with gaslighting as an active component of abuse, that really intensifies quickly and can really cause some significant doubt and problems for the protagonist on the long run. So as we look back on gaslighting, I want it to be very, very clear. There is an antagonist who is creating doubt in the protagonist. It comes along only in an external uh, environment. If we are internally focused and we really know what it is we are experiencing and what we are about and we trust in ourselves, then that gaslighting becomes something very, very clear that we see in the other person. And we see it out there and we don't allow it to become part of ourself. As we watch it happen over and over again, we start to distance ourselves 
from that person who is antagonizing with gaslighting. And so we, we take care of self first because we have that inward focus. But when we are externally focused and we think we have to always take care of that other person and make sure we're taking care of the relationship and getting everything back, then we become a protagonist looking external and very, very susceptible to taking in the doubt that is being put upon us. So ask yourself if your relationship is a healthy one, meaning you're an inward focus and it's meeting your expectations, desires, and dreams. Don't know about expectations. We'll talk about that in another workshop. But ask yourself that. And if it's not and you're really, 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 really trying hard to make everybody happy, then is gaslighting starting to create doubt inside you? Please know that if at any time you're starting to doubt yourself to reach out, talk to your friends, talk to a professional, talk to someone immediately. Because once you start doubting yourself, that's the downward spiral. And it's very difficult to regain the self-esteem and confidence that you need to believe in yourself going forward. I hope everybody learned a little bit about the truth of gaslighting. It is absolutely, sidebar, it is not synonymous with narcissism. They are two very different things. I am very disturbed with how people are talking about that. I will do another podcast on narcissism so you can learn the difference. It is not the only component in abuse. There is a pattern in abuse. I will do another podcast on that as well. But in the meantime, gaslighting is a tool. It is a tool that can float in between all of that, but it is separate from all of that. And it creates a doubt that can be exceedingly damaging to the protagonist. So I wish all of you a very aware and comfortable place in life and in relationships. And until next time, may you become aware of where doubt is being imposed instead of just a genuine question within yourself. Thank you so much for joining me. And please visit KristenBomas.com where you can easily access all of my social circles.